Visual to undertake a social history of the former brawn factory in Carlow. Article by Suzanne Pender. The lights may be off and the doors closed again, but the former brawn building remains in focus for Visual Carlow, with plans to build an archive documenting the social history of the building. Braun arrived in Carlow in 1974 as part of the IDA's investment strategy in regional towns and aligned with the earlier development of Carlow Regional Technical College, now IT Carlow. At its peak it employed over 1,400 people, mostly women, manufacturing small personal appliances and then later Oral-B toothbrushes. The factory closed in 2010 and was a significant loss to the town economically, culturally and socially. With the site up for sale again and its future unknown, the documenting of its history becomes even more important. Architectural drawings, photos and construction information are currently on display in visual and a series of engagement events is planned throughout the summer to document and record this important part of Carlow Town history. These events will include interviews with former employees, social gatherings and talks. If you worked in Braun or had other strong connections to it, Visual would love to hear from you. The team at Visual is also very interested in gathering additional material related to the factory and building. So if you have artefacts, photographs or memorabilia that you would like to share, they can be brought directly to Visual. The Braun site had a significant impact on the urban development of Carlow, influencing the expansion eastwards of the town and determining the route of O'Brien Road. Architecturally, this structure is interesting. The original building was designed by the IDA's own team of architects and engineers with some input from Braun's professional team in Frankfurt. It originally comprised of two simple buildings, the large factory building and an entrance pavilion to the east. The design of these buildings followed a modernist style with a repeating bay pattern of articulated precast concrete panels and full height windows. The building was extended a number of times with the canteen and imposing warehouse facility designed by Irish architectural practice Newenham Mulligan Architects added in the 1990s. Please contact Visual if you would like to contribute your personal stories, photographs, artefacts or documents to the archives. Call 059-9172400 or email learning at visualcarlo.ie or drop in to Visual. Visual will also host a free coffee morning for former workers at the Braun factory as part of Heritage Week on Sunday the 15th of August. The Woman in the Machine exhibition is open to the public throughout the summer at Visual and online at www.womaninthemachine.com. Opening hours Tuesday to Saturday 11am to 5.30pm, Sundays 2pm to 5pm and closed Mondays. Brighter Days Ahead in Bally Murphy Article by Elizabeth Lee in the lushly green and gorgeous surroundings of Ballymurphy, a group of local people got a chance to be together for the first time in ages. Almost a year and a half has gone by since the bunch of locals had a chance to see one another because they'd been cocooning for months on end. And, like butterflies coming out of their chrysalis, the group were understandably a little apprehensive about the event after so much isolation. 
The whole idea of the get-together was to help the older members of the community to come out of COVID-imposed exile in a safe, reassuring way. The Ballymurphy Hall parking area was a hive of activity on Wednesday morning when the 20 invited guests, ranging in age from 65 to 96 years, came together. They chatted, sang, recited poetry and one or two even danced. They were absolutely delighted with the chance to meet up and have a good old chat and some crack with their friends. Madeline O'Brien from Carlo Active Retirement Association was on hand to offer support in helping the group follow through on this. And Mary and Mick O'Toole were so helpful in facilitating the project and in setting up the hall and the outdoor area. Carlow Regional Youth Services gave a helping hand and erected gazebos, while John Bergen provided music and entertainment. The delicious food was provided by Doyles from the Royal Oak from their mobile unit. Monica Hayes from KCLR interviewed many of the guests who were willing to share their stories of how they have coped over the last 18 months and how they are looking forward to brighter days ahead. Midge Nolan, chairperson of the working group, was delighted to see the older people coming together. It was wonderful to be able to hold this pilot event in Ballymurphy and to see so many happy people delighted to be out catching up with their neighbours and friends. It was a truly collaborative and positive event and one which Healthy Carlo hopes to replicate, she said. It was organised by Healthy Carlo, which is an interagency group of Carlo Local Community Development Committee, CLCDC, with the help of the Carlo Volunteer Centre. The working group which developed the initiative included Natasha Webb and Helen Rothwell from Carlo Volunteer Centre, Deborah Foley from Carlo Local Sports Partnership, Paula Fitzpatrick from IT Carlo, Teresa Hennessy from the HSE, Neve Murphy from Carlow County Development Partnership, Joe Butler from Carlow Older Persons Forum, Eilish Langton, the Healthy Carlow Coordinator, and Midge Nolan, Healthy Carlow and Community Section, Carlow County Council. Milford welcomes new visitors to the Weir. Article by Michael Tracy. Milford has some new residents in the shape of more than two dozen ducks on the River Barrow. The 25 newcomers were introduced to the Barrow at Milford recently as part of a community initiative to keep ducks on the river. Mink, an invasive species and other predators, even fish, have posed a threat to the duck population in the area. It's great to have them in the area, the children get great value from them, I bring my two little grandchildren and they love it, said Tom Kelly of the Balnebrana Milford Raheen Doran Development Group. Generally, their mortality is very good, and they are there a long time. They go away and breed and come back. They are looked after. They are part of the community. A member of the group provides food to the ducks on a regular basis, while some locals also feed them every week. They adapt well and breed. They are left alone a lot of the time, said Tom, who pointed out that swimmers inadvertently frighten the ducks. The Gun Club in Old Lachlan has provided ducks in the past as part of conservation efforts. Separately, around 50 ducks have recently been added to the barrow in the Lachlan Bridge and Bagnallstown areas. Permission refused for 30 metre telecoms mast in Milford. Permission to erect a 30 metre telecoms mast in Milford was rejected by on board Planala following local opposition. 
Signal Infrastructure Limited had been successful initially in its planning application to Carlow County Council for a mast for 3G and 4G communications at Clochristic, Milford. However, Rachel Kate Shepherd had appealed the decision to onboard Planola. She cited that the stream flowing into the barrow ran on the northern boundary of the site, while 15 houses are located within 400 metres of the proposed development and it would damage the visual amenity. Signal Infrastructure, which works with telecom companies to provide telecommunications, said the site was in a telecom's black spot and would benefit households and business users. Signal Infrastructure said any increased runoff from the area would be minimal and would be dealt with in soakaways at the site. Hugh Mannion, an inspector with Onboard Planola, said no evidence had been provided on the proposed development that would not give rise to contaminants into the water environment in the catchment area of the River Barrow and have significant effect on the Barrow Special Area of Conservation. As a result, Onboard Planola ruled as outlined. Smiles all round as daycare centre opens again in Tullow. Article by Suzanne Pender Smiling faces, friendships renewed and a wonderful warm welcome back for the service users of Tullow Daycare Centre. The centre reopened last week for the first time in 15 months, a momentous moment for the much-loved facility that welcomes senior citizens from Tullow and its surrounding area. It was just fantastic, such a great buzz around the place. We're absolutely thrilled, said an elated Wendy Sinnott, manager of the centre. People were apprehensive the week before, but then so delighted to be able to come in. Yes, it was emotional. For so many people, they hadn't been out, or the only person they were seeing every day was maybe their carer who comes in. It was just so lovely to be able to see all the smiling faces. Since Tullow Daycare Centre closed its doors on the 16th of March 2020, Service users hadn't been able to attend the centre daily, but the hard-working staff did everything in their power to stay in touch. The centre continued its Meals on Wheels service, its laundry service, and in more recent times its chiropody service, while throughout the lockdown staff rang service users regularly for a chat and a catch-up. We were ringing them all the time, but there's nothing like face-to-face contact. It's so much better seeing their faces. We were absolutely thrilled to be able to welcome them back in and for people to be able to see each other was just fantastic, said Wendy. While people are back through the doors again, things at the centre have changed in keeping with the COVID-19 guidelines. A maximum of 20 service users are allowed per day and one metre distancing is in place. The distancing is difficult when people are trying to talk to each other, but hopefully over time, as things continue to improve, that will change too, said Wendy. Much to the delight of all, personal services have also now resumed at the centre. We were all very apprehensive last week, coming up to the reopening. It really was going into the unknown, but it's gone really well this week and it's just fantastic to be back, Wendy enthused.